Thank you. I appreciate all those who uh, work with the youth and uh, all those who put so much time and effort in. I know you were blessed by that. Take your hymn book there. Let's stand and sing 161. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Or stand up and sing out 161. Let's stand and sing. this morning. We're going to have prayer and our, all of our offering today, very special offering is going to be given away uh, to North American missions. Everything that's undesignated that comes in, uh, we'll send to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. And uh, we're delighted to be able to have a part and sing uh, the word of God, the gospel be spread to the ends of the earth. And so know as you give today, all undesignated gifts will go to the Annie Armstrong offering uh, for uh, North American missions. If the ushers will come at this time, uh, we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
Uh, I don't have a long message today, so I'll give you that as a, as a little gift. How about that? Uh, thank you so much. I, I just want to focus on one verse of Scripture. There's not a lot I can add to what the children have already shown us and displayed today as we think about uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection. But I want to talk to you today about a word. It's the word finished. The word finished. If you think about the word finished, it's a word that's filled with a lot of emotion. Uh, some people use it in the sense of defeat. I'm finished. Uh, my career is finished. My family's finished. And it's a, a word of defeat and a word of despair. I'm finished. Then others, they use it as a word of relief. Uh, I'm so glad to be finished with that. Um, and they're just relieved and they say, I'm finished. I'm finished. And then there's a third sense that the word is used, and that's in the sense of victory or triumph. I'm finished. Triumphant. Victorious. I'm finished. Same word, but greatly different meanings. And I bring that up today because it's one of the words that Jesus spoke while he's upon the cross. You'll find it in the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter, verse 30. The Bible says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Now, interestingly enough, the word that we have uh, translated for us in the English, it is finished, is actually only one word in the Greek language. To telestai. So as Jesus is hanging there, he cries out to telestai. That word in the Greek text means it is finished. It stands finished. And it will always be finished. But, but, but what exactly is the Lord Jesus meaning when he says that word to telestai? It is finished. Did Jesus use it in the sense of defeat? Is he crying out in despair? Is he crying out that he is totally helpless and and totally defeated? J. Oswald Sanders said that one preacher said, and I use that term preacher very loosely. Here's what one preacher said. Jesus before, uh, just before Jesus expires, he reviews his brief ministry and says, in effect, well, I did what I could, whatever it is. It's too late to do anything about it now. It is finished. That's what one preacher said. Is that what Jesus meant? Certainly not. That's blasphemous. That's blasphemy. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 52-54, Jesus said unto him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and He will provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? How then could the Scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? John 10, 17 and 18. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I've received from my Father. Never get the idea that they forced Jesus to die on the cross. That that He didn't have a choice. He had every choice in the world. He could have spoke one word and spoke the world out of existence. He voluntarily laid down His life. Jesus is not a defeated man. 
He's not crying out, I'm finished in the sense of defeat and despair. He's in complete control and he chooses to give his life. He's not saying I'm finished in defeat and despair. But then what about the sense of relief? I'm glad to be finished with that. Now, listen, he's dying a horrible, gruesome death on a cross. The pain is real. The blood is real. You know, we've become very accustomed to talking about the cross and thinking about the cross and picturing the cross. We, we rejoice in the cross and, and all of that is proper, but perhaps we've forgotten about the pain and the agony of the cross. It was a form of execution. Today we think of it in the sense of the electric chair. None of us rejoices in the electric chair, do we? We don't. Wear around and hang on our walls an electric chair. It's a form of execution. Well, that's what the cross is. Imagine the nails being driven into the body of Christ. The crown of thorns being placed on his head. The scourging before all this. The the mock trial, the ridicule, the shame that goes with it. When Jesus cries out to tell us die, it is finished. Was he doing that in the sense of relief? I don't believe So not fully. It it is true that the suffering would soon stop and he would give up his spirit in death. and, And there is a sense of that. But I believe there's a greater significance when he cries out that word to tell us die. You see, it's not a cry of defeat and it's not merely a cry of relief, although there is some relief coming. So what is it? Well, I believe it's a cry of victory and triumph. To tell us die. It is finished. One author said the word to tell us die is unfamiliar to us, but it was used in various ways and people in everyday life in those days. A servant, when reporting to his master, when he wanted to say, I've completed the work assigned to me, that's the word he would use to tell us die. When a priest examined a a sacrifice that had been brought and he finds that it's faultless and it's ready, this word would apply to that. Of course, Jesus is the perfect Lamb of God without spot or blemish. When an artist finished a painting or, or a writer finished a manuscript, he or she might say, to tell us die, it is finished. And of course... The death on the cross for Jesus completes the picture that God's been painting, that story of redemption that's been written for centuries before because of the cross. The Old Testament prophecies are fulfilled. Consider these scriptures with me. Luke 2:48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. This is back when Jesus was 12 years old and they, they left and, and he stayed behind at the temple. And the Bible says, for the son of man has come to seek and save uh, that which was lost. Um, John chapter four. Verse 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus would pray in John chapter 17, verse four to the father. I glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you have given me to do. What Jesus is saying when he says to tell us, it is finished. He's saying, listen, I've done the work that the father sent me to do. Every prophecy concerning his death is fulfilled. In fact, in this very same passage, if you go back and begin reading at verse 28 of John chapter 19, it says after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished at the scripture 
scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said to tell us die. It is finished and bowing his head. He gave up his spirit. Jesus says it is finished. That is, I paid the price for redemption. There's one more way the word was used that I want to bring to your attention. Charles Ryrie says that receipts for taxes found in the papyri have written across them a single Greek word, the word tetelestai, meaning paid in full. Tetelestai. See, Christ paid for our sin. It is finished. Nothing else could be paid. Nothing else need be paid. It's marked, paid in full. No more animal sacrifices were needed. Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad you had to bring your lamb in with you today or, or, or some animal? And, and, I, and I'm glad I don't serve in those days where I have to take and, and, and butcher that animal and lay him upon uh, the, the altar. Hebrews 10, 11 through 14. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. To tell us I, paid in full, to tell us I, it is finished, to tell us I, it's complete. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. It's complete. We can't add anything to it. We can't take anything away from it. It's complete. He he paid the price for our pardon. It is finished. To tell us die. All the prophecies. All the things that were written before. All that needed to be done. Jesus says, it's done. It's finished. It's complete. We've often sung through the years, not the labors of my hands can fulfill the law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to thy fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. It's done. It's complete. It's paid in full. It's finished. Now, friend, I want to ask you today. Have you received the Lord Jesus as your Savior? You see, he died in your place. He took your son upon himself. He stands ready and waiting and willing and longing for you. If you haven't already. To turn from your sin and place your faith. In him and him alone. I want to say to everyone here, if you've never been saved, come to Christ today. It is finished. Take his word by faith. Place your faith in his finished work. Nothing you can do, nothing you can add. You can't be good enough. You can't work enough. 
Christ has paid the price. Christ has done the work. It's finished, complete, to tell us that. Paid in full. But you must receive it by faith. Now, I know that I'm speaking to some today that have already received the Lord Jesus as Savior. I want to encourage you as we prepare our hearts for next Sunday, Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrected, risen Lord, I want you to take this word with you today. Maybe you came in and you didn't know any Greek before you got here, but now I gave you one little word, and I don't know much more than that, even though I had, I think, four semesters of it, but there it is. To tell us To tell us It is finished. This week, when everything's going wrong and everything is, is around, just, just stop and say, To tell us It's done. To tell us that Jesus did everything that needed to be done. It's complete. It's finished. Paid in full. My sin is forgiven. Roll it over in your mind. Think about it. Take it with you as you prepare your heart for the resurrection Sunday. To tell us that it is finished. It stands finished. It will always be finished. Paid in full. I say today on this Palm Sunday, hallelujah, what a savior. Hallelujah. What a friend. Tetelestai. You all like to use that at the end of a sermon, don't you? Tetelestai. He is finished. Let's pray. Father, we rejoice in your presence today. We can laugh. We can rejoice. We can sing. We can praise because it is finished. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life for us and then taking it back up in victory. Father, I pray today, if anybody here does not know Jesus as Savior, I pray right now as we close this service, That your Holy Spirit would show them their need of Christ, convict and convert them. And Lord, for those of us who do know Christ, I pray that we would leave here worshiping, exalting in the fact that it is finished, paid in full. Jesus paid it all. We love you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is that song I mentioned, 134, Jesus Paid It All. And friend, if you're here today, you need to be saved. You say, well, I want to know Jesus. Well, let me just ask you to do this as we begin to sing it. You'll just walk down here. I'll put you with someone who loves Jesus and we'll take a Bible and share Christ with you. That's all I'm going to ask you today. You need to be saved. Just come forward and we'll put you with someone who will lead you to Jesus. We're not here to embarrass you or anything. We're here to help you. So as we sing 134, you need to be saved. Just come and I'll put you with someone who will share Christ with you and lead you to a saving knowledge of Him. Let's sing and think about the words. 134.
get to the chorus, I want the ladies, if you would, to drop out. And I want to sing an acapella old style, okay? Let's sing the fourth verse, and you ladies, if you'll drop out with the instruments. Let's lift our voices and lift the ceiling this morning, singing that chorus. Let's sing the fourth, fourth verse. And when before the